Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Next Normal and America Meditating Radio. I'm your host, Sister Jenna. I've been traveling down the road of exploring some new frontiers, especially when it comes on to holistic medicine or even energy healing or things that usually I don't dive into. But I have to tell you, sometimes when you're at the edge of your seat where your health is concerned and the doctors have tried everything, you do start to turn to some alternative approaches. And some of them can definitely work and some of them maybe I don't have enough faith or belief in them. Dr. Joe Dispenser, our very good friend, has definitely led the way in the power of our thoughts in healing. And through my teachings of Raja Yoga Meditation, we deeply believe in that. The whole issue, though, is do we do it? (laughs) Do we actually sink into what we know we can do? I'm really excited about our special guest that we've got here today, Deborah King. She's a popular speaker, New York Times best-selling author, meditation teacher, very known for her spiritual leadership and authority on energy medicine. Her early story of recovery from cancer and alcohol and drug addiction led her to actually leave the corporate arena and master energy healing systems from around the world. Isn't that amazing? Her groundbreaking life force energy healing programs guide the reader through personal transformations. So they can, too, lead. W Magazine is calling it electrifying. Gives me great pleasure to welcome my special guest, Deborah, to the air. Welcome, Deborah. Glad to have you. Delighted to be here. Deborah, you were a successful attorney, wow, in your 20s. And when you were diagnosed with cancer, can you tell us a little bit about how did this lead you to change paths? and ended up on the practice of meditation and becoming a spiritual teacher, even an energy healer. It's definitely been a roller coaster ride. As I, you mentioned, I woke up in my mid-20s with cancer. Very unexpectedly, I did not have any warnings, and I was like, well, where'd this come from? And, of course, I was under the care of medical doctors, but I asked them, could I have a little window of time here that the... Uh, surgery they proposed was very radical. This was many, many years ago. I said, could I have some time maybe to look around a little for other solutions? And they said, well, you know, you have a few months. So I realized I didn't know how I felt. I didn't seem to have any connection to my feelings. And I had heard about meditation. This is so long ago, you must have seen it in a print newspaper or, (laughs) you know, in the yellow pages. I called and I learned. It started to really make big changes in me and my ability to discern and to judge and to think. 
I started with that. And I stumbled on energy healing a few weeks later, literally walking down the street and following a sign into a room. But, you know, something I probably wouldn't do today. But mm-hmm. I had three sessions. I had an amazing remission right there on the table, and I was totally sold on that. So I went back to the hospital I was being treated at in San Francisco for studies. I thought, well, you know, good red-blooded American, I want proof of this. I want to see an x-ray. And so I went back and uh, they said, yeah, you're clear of cancer now. And uh, They're famous, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And as I started out of the hospital to go study energy healing with the practitioner with whom I had this mission, on the curb, I stumbled over a kiosk. And as I was riding myself on the curb waiting for a cab. In the kiosk, I saw a flyer that had the word healing on it. And I was intrigued, and I grabbed it and read it in the cab. And while I was in San Francisco, I met with those people who were esoteric Christian group that practiced the healing as set out in the New Testament. And I ended up staying 10 years with them. Learned amazing techniques there. I finally left and went to study the energy healing I had been exposed to many years before in the remission. So flash forward 40 years, I have combined all of those modalities and do the work and teach the work I do today. Isn't it amazing, Deborah, how sometimes something so tragic can just completely lead us on another journey that we can't imagine the potential of it. We would have never thought of it before the tragedy. We might have been so skeptical to and judgmental about it until we ourselves walked on it. Would you say that our emotions, the way that we think, is responsible for a lot of our illnesses? Oh, well, I think you picked the right word first time. I think it is emotional. Our emotions are responsible for every single thing that happens to us. And how do we curtail our emotions? Like, sometimes we do go through a particular period in our lives where we just can't handle it. Today, I had two people call me who just explained and expressed, actually, they're just feeling so sad. And as much as I tell them, it'll pass, they said to me, you say that all the time. What do you want me to say? (laughs) It's going to pass. So, you know, how do our emotions impact our current state of being and the health? Well don't counsel people to suppress their emotions, but to process them in socially acceptable ways. I would probably talk about meditation first as a great way to process the emotions out of our energy fields and out of our bodies. Otherwise, we just push them down somewhere and store them, and they cause trouble later. Other ways to process emotions are energy work. So are dance, music, exercise in the outdoors, you know, spending time in nature, those are all great ways to sure. get clarity and, and past an emotional turmoil. You know, there are times that I've not been able to recognize what I'm going through. Maybe I'm full. Maybe there's just too much happening around me. Maybe I just lack the courage. Or I'm just exhausted. I just can. What are your thoughts about why we actually tend to bottle up our emotions instead of addressing them? Well, first of all, we weren't taught as children how to process. We copy, we imitate what our caregivers did, and they probably put on a game face and pretended nothing had happened. 
We watch mom and uh, dad leaves the family and leaves her in a lurch and she just tries to shoulder on. We decide that's the way to handle tragedy is to pretend it didn't happen. A lot of other times we project, you know, we take our emotion and we project it onto someone or something else. We say it's their fault. We have a couple coping skills that don't work. Yeah. Childhood trauma is all too common, huh? and many people are going through suffering from its effects. I can tell you my mother, for one. What advice would you offer those who are living with these unresolved issues and memories? I mean, how have you handled your own? What did you do to get out of it? I'm noticing while stirring my tea this morning, I don't know if I was feeling the energy of everyone outside or the two calls of people who are feeling very, very sad and maybe just my own nostalgia about going back home after being away for so long. But I could feel the emotions swirling up inside. I just sat with it. I just allowed it to be what it needed to be today and process whatever it needed to signal to me. I can't say I found an answer. But what I do know, I used to catch myself saying, what is it that's so deep in you? You know, it's something so deep down in the soul that needs love. And I might not have been able to feed it that love completely, but I know that's a cure. What's it been for you? Well, you just described it so beautifully. You know, you simply sat on a and acknowledged, probably accurately guessed what was affecting you. And thus process. Others might journal, you know, which is a fancy word, but could mean writing it or speaking it into your phone, you know, your thoughts and your feelings. That's a great way to process what's yeah. going on. We just don't want to lie to ourselves. We want to be really honest with ourselves. In certain cultures, that's really difficult to do. But I know that it's really essential if we want to move forward. Well, could you explain to our audience who may not be very familiar with energy healing, and I actually want to learn more about it too, what is it in your system of energy healing entail? Well, energy healing refers basically to the fact that we're all made up of energy, as is the entire universe and cosmos, interrelated far deeper and more profound ways than we can ever realize, with everything, every sentient being, and we can affect ourselves energetically by focusing on our own bubble of light that we're more or less sitting inside of. There's one way to look at it. So you have a personal energy field that is connected to the grand energy field of the universe, the God force. And our personal energy field feels immediately every emotion. So it's literally our emotions that power our energy field. It's not the other way around. And so every feeling you have is sending a signal to your field, which then affects your body. Your physical body grows out of your energy field. Your energy field comes in at conception or perhaps earlier, and uh, the body literally grows out of it. And so your body looks like your field. So you can fix your body by adjusting your field. How? Give me an example. Well, I think I'd suggest that you work with a qualified practitioner. Lots of people think, I mean, they should be doing this to themselves, which is much trickier than one would think. It's a lot easier to help someone else than it is to help ourselves. It's easier to know someone else than it is to know ourselves. 
So that would be step one is find a qualified practitioner. The energy healing, is there a particular modality or process that you recommend a person should apply? No, because you're a different person every moment. So, for example, oh. if you were my client, I might use one technique yesterday and a different one today. Because today you are a different person. And you are dynamic. You're constantly and hopefully not stuck. Because when we get stuck, that's when we get sick. So we're constantly in this dynamic flow. And someone might say to me, well, what should I do for headaches? Well, I have to know who you are in that moment to talk to you about that headache, not who you were last week. Well, so it's all about where the energy of the soul is presently when you do your energy healing. Like you can tune into somebody and then sense their vibration and then offer them the signal, the sign, the practice. Yes, and you do it in tandem with the client. The practitioner is a midwife. The right. real healing is coming from the client's higher self. Right. Your own higher self knows what you need, and if invited by someone who's qualified, will usher it in, and the practitioner is a facilitator or a midwife. Mm. Does intuition tie into healing at any time? Well, because I'll tell you why. A few years ago, I could sense that I was going to come down with an ailment. But in my mind, I would say no. And when I actually did come down with it, I was like, oh, great. What mistake did I do? What happened? What's going on? And just yesterday, I was talking to Antonia, our producer, and she was really adamant about me getting certain health benefits and this and that. And she said to me yesterday, I never told you this, but I saw me by your bedside, you know, sitting there and I said, I know I would hate when you would look at me with this vision like I was going to get sick, that I would just keep trying to kill that vision from her eyes. But we can get an intuition about getting ill, but we can also get an intuition about how to heal. What is that intuitive signal that we can recognize that we are now in a healing mode of ourselves? Do you know? Well, let me just back up and address your first question was, you know, what about intuition in general? So it's one of our strongest gifts. Every single person on the planet and every animal plant has it also. So we all have this ability to sense or discern something that is not necessarily visible. You know, the mother who knows her, her child is sick before the school calls. You who knows who's calling before the phone rings. And we all have these gifts. Now you're taking it a step further and asking, well, what about that gift when applied to healing? I think you're right, sister. I think we have all kinds of messages that are intuitive that may come to us in so many different ways, not necessarily through thought, but there's so many ways we can get messages. You know what gets to me is when the message comes and I ignore it. Have you ever ignored your messages? (laughs) Oh, so many (laughs) And you're just like, you just want to slap yourself. (laughs) When we look at medical intuition, do you think it's something that every or anyone can actually learn? Oh, I know so. I teach so many people how to develop their medical intuitive abilities. I mean, ancient civilizations, they knew this power intimately. We've just simply misplaced it temporarily. So the thing is, none of us are really bringing out new knowledge. Right? We're just rediscovering knowledge that got misplaced or sidestepped for a while. 
I guess we can learn anything. Remember when we were kids, how much more intuitive and psychic we were, and as life took a toll on us, we started to forget that really subtle inability that was at a soul-conscious level. I deeply know as a fact we're all souls. And the soul is definitely carrying a recording of all the experiences that we're either holding and need to let go of, or experiences that we want to keep holding because they're so filled with power and light. And I'm sure that a lot of our ailments are coming from where that recording is at a soul level. If there's a lot of trauma or a sense of loss, sorrow, or rage, revenge, or my inability to forgive, just imagine what that vibration is doing as it sends its energy from here throughout my body. So it's a fascinating exploration. Do you see a relationship between conventional Western medicine and energy healing? Very few doctors are understanding the importance of alternative healing, you know, Deborah. But the ones that I find when they do recognize Ayurvedic herbs and healing of your modality and other holistic approaches, I love those physicians. I find them so wholesome and so healthy to visit. But what do you think? Do you see a relationship between conventional Western medicine and oh, energy totally. healing? And I mean, totally. And I found most physicians in 2022 are quite, actually quite open to it now. It's amazing. They, they don't have the same reaction that they did 40 or 50 years ago when things were fairly closed. Now they want to know, where can they learn how to meditate? Tell me more about Ayurveda. <laughs> it's been very... Uh, really a charming change. Mm. I encourage people to, everybody on their team, if they're sick, please don't foreclose Western medicine. Western medicine offers all kinds of help. And we want everybody on our team. We want our doctor, our herbalist, our energy medicine practitioner, maybe a nutritionist, our meditation teacher. You want everyone. Technology has taken a it's taken over our lives, Deborah. Just us relating like this because of technology. And I give blessings to Wi-Fi and I give blessings to the inventor of a computer and I give blessings to Zoom and all of these good things. Uh, when I look at technology today, is there a role that technology can play in energy healing? Let me explain what I mean. Let's say if I look into the camera this camera will give me some vibrational frequency that could change the metabolisms of my body and, and my cells. Or if I look inwards, I can change the metabolisms of the cells in my body. But there are so many apps out there right now where it is guiding us to maybe putting us into the process, like do it like this, uh, think like this, breathe like this. Yeah, now what's the role of technology? What do you think it's doing for us now? Well, I'm probably blessed that I'm unaware of the app. Um, <laughs> but here's my own personal experience. It was 2000, I remember what year it was, and I was hosting an event on the East Coast, and I was probably the first one out the gate to try a live stream. It was 22 years ago, it was unheard of. And the venue was very uh, liberal in allowing me to this from their space and with very little bandwidth apparently it was quite successful because I remember looking at this woman who was in Australia she's on a screen 
I saw the transformation happen to her and I thought, huh, isn't that interesting that technology is allowing this transformation, this healing to take place thousands of miles from here. So that was a, an eye-opening experience for me many, many years ago. And I am a firm believer that technology is a gift from the gods, that actually it's allowing us to connect better with one another, which is the whole reason we're here. So the reason that we incarnate and we come here is to be in relationship with others, other sentient beings, and technology is simply assisting that, especially look at how it's been with COVID. What would we have done without it? We would have all been alone. It's an amazing gift, but it also has physical repercussions for us that maybe our, our children and our grandchildren and their grandchildren won't suffer from. But we're the first generation, pretty much, with this stuff. And that vibration is not really consistent with our energy fields. And those of us who are, and I'll slip into Ayurveda for a minute, those of us who are very vata of that more air, less grounded quality are most impacted by, you know, the wireless vibration. We're fairly impacted by it. So we've got technology, but we just don't have the knowledge in terms of how to balance out the usage of technology. I love what you said. We're the first generation dealing with this right now. And you are so right that what's going to come after us, we don't know. It would be maybe just a whole different paradigm using technology, but it's still in our hands how much I plan to use it or apply it in my day-to-day life. It's up to us, really, to learn how to maneuver that. It becomes an addiction. I mean, I remember a century ago, my Vieta, my physician from India, being horrified at the thought I was I was <laughs> carrying a cell phone. Horrified. You know, no, two Deborah, weeks, and then I was back with my No, Deborah, me too. I actually, I used to... It's so funny how you could become full circle with the comments you make. No. I used to be like, which guru is going to have a cell phone on a mountaintop? Oh, please, he's not a real guru. But there's nothing wrong with it. Yes, it's, it's good to have a connection to the all of humanity, but the ultimate connection will always be your intuitive telepathic, pure consciousness reaching out far and wide. That becomes really the new message. So looking at energy healing, what do you project its future will be as we move into maybe a lot of people sitting down a lot and, you know, rates of illnesses have increased? What will be the role of energy healing in the future? You think more people will turn towards it and why? More people will turn toward it because Western medicine by itself is not adequate. And it will marry Western medicine, who will marry it back, will become part and parcel of our regular you know, arsenal of things we choose to do to help stay well. So as we move into whatever the future will look like for many of us, I believe there's going to be a golden age coming soon because I really feel I'm getting better inside. I think I'm becoming a nicer person. I'm accumulating more divinity as I navigate through my dark patches. I believe that I found a great collection of friends with me on the journey who are similar and doing the same. So I feel there's a hope for the future, and I can see with my two eyes and my third eye. What's your vision of the future? 
I think mine is maybe a little darker than yours because I also have some relationship to my old beginnings in the corporate world. So I hear a lot rumors and mutterings from that arena. I think we're in for kind of a rough time a few years from now. Economy is, is going to be problematic, which I think is going to be hard on everyone. And health-wise, I also think we're going to be pretty challenged. Yeah. As the earth continues to give us messages about how she feels, hence the pandemic, for example, is a message from the earth, another living being that is communicating with us. Yeah. About all the mistakes we've made in the Amazon and elsewhere. I think going to be very rewarding, but very challenging times. I know that there's going to be a silver lining. I know that there will be something beautiful that will come out of the dark patch like a tragedy. Whenever we encounter any tragedy, something comes out of it that we benefit somewhere down the line. I'm always fascinated, you know, Deb, Deborah, why is it that most of us sign up to learning more from tragedy than from love? I want to learn from love, I can't tell you. I just don't want to go through the hard way. So I'm just fighting all of you out there. You know, let's select love as the form of learning and, and transforming our lives. Deborah King, it's been a delight having you on the air. You are to the point. You are doing your work. We bless you. We thank you for being a contributor to humanity to making it healthier. Is there anything else you'd like to share regarding your life force energy healing program or anything else that's on your heart that you'd like to leave our audience with? I would mention I thought of this earlier when we were talking about um, getting qualified help from an energy healing practitioner. I do have a, a school that's been around for a long time, my Life Force Energy Healing Training Program, and uh, there are a great number of graduates and teachers in that program that are available. If you just uh, click on uh, DebraKing.com and click on the practitioner page, I think you might select someone who could help you individually. I'm very proud of them. They're very trained and very helpful. Very helpful. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thanks for your offer. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today. Nice being with you, sister. All right, everyone. So we've gotten some tips and some steps that we can take. And again, you know, I don't know anyone out there who wants to keep staying sick. And we're going to have to do something to make ourselves healthier. First, it will start in your mind. Then it'll start with the food that you definitely eat. But don't forget, it will definitely continue as a ripple effect of a choice that you've made. So let's make a choice to be healthy inside out. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And I suspect we might be here to learn more about loving each other the same. Get a copy of my new book, Meditation, Intimate Experiences with the Divine. Heard it become number one quite a few times in many categories at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So do give it a check. Take care. Many, many good wishes to you. Stay safe, stay pure, and stay powerful. Take care. Meditation. Intimate experiences with the divine through contemplative practices. My new book that is out on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and you can get it from Sacred Stories Publishing or on America Meditating Radio. The quieter you become, the more you're able to hear. One of my opening pages of this book, 
I have heard time and time again that when you go into the stories and the narratives of the 37 authors that are sharing with you their mystical experiences of the divine, something in you changes. It has already reached number one three times in mysticism category and in new age category for new releases. I want you to get a copy for yourself and tell me what you feel as a result of closing that final page of this book. Meditation. Intimate experiences with the divine through contemplative practices. It's calling you. Can you hear it? Rice Alley Restaurant wishes you happy holidays. Located at 6838 Piedmont in Gainesville, Virginia. We're a family-owned restaurant and offer authentic Asian cuisine and sushi. Come Savor our delicacies made with love and enjoy the perfect ambiance. We look forward to seeing you there. I'm Sister Jenna. You've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on you.